Thank you so much, and it's a joy to be back with you again. How many of you were here last Sunday? Raise your hands up. I'll tell you what, you all are gluttons for punishment, aren't you? Maybe you didn't know I was going to come back, but it's a joy to be back with you, uh, to worship with you today, and uh, we're just so grateful uh, for what God has done this week. You know, He always works in mysterious ways, doesn't He? And uh, He always has everything under control. Uh, the Bible says His ways are not our ways, His thoughts are not our thoughts, and aren't you sure glad of that today? Because uh, I know in, in our family, when we got the news uh, a few weeks ago about Paul, it was just like everything was falling apart, and then when we got the news about Nikki, it was just uh, a catastrophe, and so many times, instead of just looking to the Lord and saying, Lord, I know you got this well under control, uh, we want to try to fix it ourselves. Uh, but uh, when uh, I got the, the call the other day that uh, everything was okay, uh, I was rejoicing there in the hospital. Those people thought I was crazy, I guess. Uh, I guess they thought I was getting ready to depart from this world or something, but that's okay. Um, I got to watch a little bit of our uh, service this morning because we are an hour ahead of you. And so I got to watch Sunday school this morning and a little bit of our worship service. And uh, our folks at home... Uh, we're rejoicing as well in what God has done in Nikki's life. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we serve a great big God that just doesn't focus on Quanta, Texas, or, or Wilbarger County, or Dallas, or Baltimore. Uh, and by the way, I live north of Baltimore, so uh, don't associate me with Baltimore City, please. I don't live there. I don't go there unless I absolutely have to. Uh, we live out in the country, and as you can tell, I'm about as country as you can get. Uh, but uh, God is the same God no matter where we go. Amen? And I, I'm, I'm so thankful that the Bible says that He's not a respecter of persons. That means He doesn't favor one person over another person. And He treats all of His children the same. Unfortunately, sometimes His children become disobedient. And like a good parent, He has to correct us. And I believe that's what we need more than anything. But no matter where you go, we've watched the last week as the storms came through down by Houston and all in, in that area and wondering what it was going to do. Um, we've seen storms come by our house. And uh, it, it's never easy to go through a storm, is it? Uh, and and I've, I read this one time. You either have been through a storm or you're going through a storm in your life or one's getting ready to take place. And probably somebody sitting here this morning, you're going through a storm right now in your life. Something's taking place that nobody else maybe knows about, but God knows, and He cares about you this morning. This is an old song. I hope it'll be a blessing to you this morning. If you know it, sing along with me. Uh, Miss Kathy has agreed to play for me again this morning, and I appreciate that. We didn't didn't get to practice or anything, so if I mess her up, it's not her fault, okay? In the dark of the midnight have I oft hid my face While the storm howls above me 
And there's no hiding place mid the crash of the thunder. Precious Lord, hear my cry, keep me safe till the storm passes by. Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more. Till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast, let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Many times Satan whispers, there is no need to try, for there's no end of sorrow, there's no hope by and by, but I know thou art with me, and tomorrow I'll rise where the storms never dark. In the sky, sing it with me. Till the storm passes over, till the thunder sounds no more, till the clouds roll forever from the sky. Hold me fast, let me stand in the hollow of thy hand. Keep me safe till the storm passes by. Amen. I'm glad he does that, aren't you, this morning? We'd love you to join uh, with us in our worship time together. You can find us on Facebook. Just simply like us on Facebook at Cornerstone Missionary Baptist Church, uh, and you'll find that listed in the Maryland area. And uh, we'd be glad for you to join with us and uh, worship with us whenever you have the opportunity. I'm glad that we can all come together and worship the Lord. I've learned a long time ago that it's not about the label that you wear on the outside. Somebody needs to say amen right there. That's, that's what I'm used to. And if I wait, that's what I'm waiting for, somebody to say amen. Uh, because God doesn't look, and by the label I mean what denomination you are. Because when we get to heaven, there's not going to be a little section over here for the Baptist people, and there's not going to be one over here for the Methodist people and the Presbyterian people and the Catholic people and, and Church of Christ or, or First Christian Church. You, you get what I'm saying there? We're not going to have labels when we get there. There's only one thing that's important, and that's the fact that you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's what's going to get you into heaven. It's not the label that we're wearing. And so this morning, uh, I want to I share some thoughts with you. Uh, a friend of mine back home, he's always watching this show called The Walking Dead. Now, have you all, have you all ever seen that show? Just advertise, maybe? I don't, I don't watch. Oh, that figures. Nathan watches it. But I just see the commercials, and that's, that's enough to scare me. So I can't watch that kind of... They were showing me some stuff the other night 
uh, and it was scary. I mean, uh, I don't know where these kids come up with this stuff or who comes up with it, but it was scary to me, and I'm thinking, if I'm going to have nightmares tonight, what's his mama going to have to deal with if he's watching this stuff at nighttime? But as I look around the world that we're living in today, I see a lot of walking dead people. I really do. There was a movie not long ago, well, I'm old and I forget how quickly times passes, but there was a movie that came out several years ago, and this little boy, uh, and I forget even who the main star of the show was, was Bruce Willis, okay. Well, the little boy, Bruce comes to his house, and the little boy, uh, he, he finally admits to him, he said, I see dead people. Well, the whole, have you, any of you ever seen that movie? I don't want to spoil it for you, but I'm going to anyway. It ends up that everywhere this little boy goes, he actually sees dead people or people that have died. And at the very end of the show, Bruce Willis finally realizes the only reason the little boy is seeing him is because he's dead. He came to that realization. And I want to look at just a couple of things with you tonight or this morning. I don't know uh, normally how long. Earl told me last week, a few minutes. <laughs> and I think I've ruined that already. But in the Bible this morning, Ephesians chapter 2, and I want to just share a couple of little thoughts with you. The Bible says, And you hath he quickened or made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sins. Today we're seeing... And whether you believe this or not, wherever you go, you're seeing some dead people walking around because they're dead in their trespasses and sins. What we're seeing taking place in America today is not because of, of bad people. It's because of the sin and the evil that's involved in their lives. You realize that's what makes people do bad things. Now, uh, these little children, as innocent as they are, you do not have to teach them to be bad, do you? Uh, you, you, never, you never sit them down and say, okay, here's what we're going to do today to be bad. They just, we just learn that on our own, don't we? It comes natural. Every one of us have a problem with doing what's wrong. We don't have a problem doing what's right because our nature is to do what's wrong. Now, we know the nature of a dog is to meow like a cat, right? No, dogs don't do that. Dogs bark. Dogs bark. I mean, uh, Paul and Nikki's dogs, uh, they're getting along in years, but I guarantee you if somebody walks down that street or a trailer goes by or some kid goes by on a bicycle, those dogs are rejuvenated and they start barking and, and clawing at the door. They want to do what comes natural to a dog. And unfortunately, we as individuals, as human beings, we like to do what comes natural, don't we? We don't like to do what's right. The Bible says, Paul said this, these things that I should do, I'm not doing. And the things that I shouldn't do, that's what I want to do. And that's our human nature. And so he writes to the Ephesian church and he says, You who were dead in trespasses and sin, and, and verse 2, I love this, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. 
Now, that's why we got a problem today in America. People are walking according to the course of this world, and the course of this world is fueled by the evil that comes from the devil and that crowd. And church today, we're faced with a real problem. We really are. And, if, and here's, I said this years and years and years ago when I was growing up. I grew up during the 60s and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and everybody was walking around saying, keep the faith, baby. You know, I don't know. There may be some of you all here that remember that. But, you know, the peace sign, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Keep the faith. Well, I got to thinking, you know, if what we got is so great, why are we not sharing it with everybody that we come in contact with? I've always said this, make a difference in just one person every day. Your life can make a difference in just one person wherever you go. The other night, uh, I came over to your wonderful hospital, and they decided they couldn't really help me there, and so they were going to send me on over to Wichita Falls, and uh, these two uh, wonderful, John and Jerry, uh, came and picked me up in the ambulance, and uh, Jerry was riding in the back with me, and we got to talking, and I'll tell you what, we just had a little bit of revival going on in the back of that ambulance on the way to Wichita Falls, because we had something in common. Now, Jerry would not be known as my brother normally because he was black and I was white, but that didn't make any, re- any difference in our relationship spiritually. We had the same kin spirit. And so as we rode along, we, we talked about the things of the Lord. He encouraged me. He made a difference. I don't know whether if Jerry ever sees this or not, but I, just want, I told him, I said, thank you for making a difference in my life on the way to the hospital. You see, every opportunity, we don't understand. I don't understand why Nikki had to go through what she had to do, what you're going through today, the storm you're going through in your life. I don't understand that. But God knows, and he has a reason for it. And here's the reason that I usually come up with. Somewhere along that journey, God's got somebody that needs to hear what he has done for you. Because they may be going through the very same thing and you can look them straight in the eye and you can say, let me tell you what God did for me during that same situation. And you can speak with authority because you have been there. Paul says, you walked according to the course of this world. I hope you're not walking there this morning. I hope you're walking in that place where God wants you to be. And I believe Listen, I, I, I know there's a, an altar here. I know that, that God can meet you right where you are. But it always means something when you step out and say, God, I want to meet you right there because I'm trusting you to do something in my life. He says, you walked according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit, here it is, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We're living in a disobedient world. We're living in a time of seeing people that are walking around spiritually dead. And for that reason, they have lots of problems going on in their life. First of all, you'll find out that they need to be enlightened. They need somebody, and I already spoke about that a little bit. They need somebody who knows the truth, who has that down in their heart, not something they have in their head, I have a, great, a good friend of mine back home. He knows there is a God. He believes there is a God, but he doesn't trust Him with his heart. 
He told me one time, he said, I really wish I could have the same kind of faith that you got. And I thought, my goodness, what kind of faith do I really have? In situations where storms come, am I really trusting him or am I relying on myself? I don't know if you've ever done this or not, but I'm afraid I have. I've had a, a storm come to my life or a burden or something, and I bring it and I lay it at the altar or lay it at the foot of the cross and say, okay, Lord, here it is. I want you to take care of it. And then when I get up to go back to my seat, I pick that same burden up, take it right back home with me, and wonder why God hasn't done anything to fix that problem. You know why? Because I did not trust Him with everything about me. I love my children. I'm going to brag on on them for just a minute. We have uh, two sons and a daughter. Our daughter uh, and her family live in South Carolina. And... uh, I've learned so much from them. They're young people. Well, maybe not so young anymore. But anyway, they're younger than I am, of course. But I've learned so much from them. One time we were at the house, and on their, on their uh, pantry, like, they have that black stuff that uh, you stick on there. It's like a chalkboard thing. Y'all, you've seen that. And so instead of kids scribbling on the walls and everything, they can scribble on that. But anyway, they had a list, their prayer list there of things that they, they needed God to do in their life. And I thought, well, that's okay. You know, that's good. That's wonderful. And then the next time we went down there, they enjoyed camping, but they didn't have a camper. And so they'd ask God to, to give them a camper. You say, now, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Nobody needs to ask God for something like that. Well, we'll talk about that later. But you know what? God supplied them wasn't a new one, but he supplied them with one. I've seen time and time again how God has supplied the needs, actual needs in their life because you know what they did? They trusted him. They did not rely on themselves. The storm you're going through right now, notice what he says in verse number 2. He says, You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And look at verse 3. He says, among whom also, very carefully, we all had our conversation in time past. You know what that means? That means that we were all the same way. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's, It's what it says. Everybody. We're all in the same boat. And that's what I love about the Lord. One of the things I love about the Lord, we're all the same. There's nobody different. Every one of us have that same sin nature. But look what He can do for us. He says, among whom we all had our conversation in time past, and He goes on and He lists a lot of the the things of our lives, the lust of the flesh, the fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath or disobedience. But in verse number 4, this one is the great verse. He says, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy. Now, I, I, I do appreciate you all praying for us when we go back home this week and a lot of things to take care of. But every time I get on that airplane, I think about all the things that could go wrong. Now, y'all don't do that, do you? 
Yeah, nobody, nobody besides me. That get, you sit down there in that seat, and, and it starts going. I mean, you you recall all the bad things that you've seen on the news. You know, you look out the window, and the the wings on fire. You know, there's pieces of the cockpit flying over the top of the plane. You think about all those things. That's not really trusting the Lord, is it? I had a, an older preacher friend of mine. He would never fly anywhere, and I asked him one day. I said, "Why?" He drove everywhere. I mean, he would drive great distances to go to meetings and stuff. I asked him one day, I said, uh, Preacher, why, do, why won't you ever fly? And he said, because there's a verse in the Bible that, that just says you shouldn't do that. I said, what is it? He said, the verse says, Lo, I am with you always. <laughs> so he wouldn't get on a plane. I'm telling you the truth. He, Lo, I am with you always. He said, I'm not getting on any airplanes. But we think about those things instead of thinking about verse number four that says, but God, who is rich in mercy. Now, I don't know, you all may have some rich people here, I don't know. Um, I've known a, a few people back home that I thought had lots of money. The only problem was that is the more money they got, the more they wanted, and they were never satisfied with everything that they had. But here in that verse it says, and I want to put an extra little word in there because he is my God. But my God, who is rich in mercy, that means that it never runs out. Whatever the storm is that you're going through today in your life, God's mercy is not going to get you halfway there and then say, oops, ran out. Make it the best way you can. His mercy is going to carry you all the way through because he says, for his great love wherewith he loved us. In church today, I don't understand God's love. I just don't. I look back on my life. I don't know anything about y'all's life, but I know about my life. And sometimes it makes me wonder why he loved me. I think if you'll be honest with yourself this morning, you have to wonder the same thing, why He loved you. But He's rich in mercy, and He loves us. We're talking about this morning, I see dead people. The only way that we're going to make a difference in not seeing dead people in our lives is to live a life that's full of the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the only way that you're going to do that is go down in verse number 5 when he says, even when we were dead in sins, dead in sins, it says, he hath quickened us together. And that word quickened simply means made us alive. Made us alive. Now as bad as our world is and things are going, I'm glad to be alive, amen? I, I enjoy life. I enjoy living. I enjoy my family. I enjoy, there's a lot of things I enjoy. I especially enjoy bow hunting for mule deer or white-tailed deer. Now, we don't have any mule deer where I live. So if y'all know somebody that lives around here, it's got a lot of property, they want somebody to shoot a mule deer, tell them I'm their man. I mean, I'd be glad to come and help them with that. I enjoy hunting. I enjoy fishing. I enjoy doing all the. I love life. I enjoy motorcycles. I enjoy cars. 
Sarah and I, we have a little Mustang at home, and every time we take it out, she's just sitting there waiting for me to light those tires up. I have a friend of mine says, if that don't bring a smile to your face, nothing will. <laughs> you say, that's silly. That's crazy. Why is that even part of your message this morning? Because I'm living, and I'm enjoying life, and I'm alive because of what verse number 8 says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. My life, your life, is a free gift this morning. Many people I've heard make this statement, I'm going to live my own life. Well, you may go out and live your own life, but there's a reckoning day coming. Because every one of us, the Bible says, it's appointed unto man once to die. That's just the facts. Every one of us have an appointment to keep. But how you meet that appointment is totally up to you. Whether you know Christ as your personal Savior, and I'm not asking you about a denomination or anything like that. I'm asking you whether you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's all that's going to make the difference. And if I want to stop seeing dead people walking around, then I need to do something about it. I need to let them know that Jesus is alive and well in my heart today. And He'll do the same for you if you'll only allow Him to. I want us to pray together this morning and bow our heads for just a moment. I've tried to really give you what God's laid on my heart this morning. Try to share with you just a few brief thoughts. As you go about your community, you're going to see some walking dead people. You probably know somebody right now. You've got that person in your mind already that needs to know Jesus Christ. And you know what? I believe God's picked you out to be that instrument, that vessel that He can use to make the difference in their lives. If you'll just allow Him to this morning. There might be somebody here this morning, you, you say, Pastor, I just, don't, I just don't know about all that salvation stuff and being a personal relationship with the Lord. Well, he can make it very clear in your life if you'll just allow him to. He wants to be that personal friend. He wants to be that person you can lean on. He wants to be that person you can trust in this morning. And he'll do it for you if you'll just allow him to. Father, we thank you, Lord, for these moments around your word here in this very special place. Lord, I pray, Father, that you have spoken to hearts as only you can. You've challenged us, Lord, from your word. God, I pray that if there's anyone that is sitting here or perhaps maybe someone who is watching at home, that, Lord, they've never, they've never accepted you as their personal Savior. I pray today, Lord, that they would just pray that simple prayer. Lord, I invite you into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I confess that I'm a sinner. But Lord, I'm trusting you for my eternal salvation. Lord, I pray if there's those that have prayed that prayer, that God, you would give them that encouragement and give them that, that knowledge and that strength of knowing that, Father, you do care about them. Lord, we love you this morning. Thank you again for the opportunity to stand here for all these folks that have come out this morning. 
I pray, Lord, you'd encourage them, you'd strengthen them. Lord, as they search for a pastor, that, God, you would supply just the very person that's most needful for this place. I pray, Father, you'd help them to stay faithful and stay strong, stay encouraged, and, Lord, that you're still in control, and, Lord, that you haven't forgotten about them, and, Lord, that uh, everyone is, is important to you. Lord, I pray now that you'll bless the moments that remain. Lord, uh, thank you again for all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen.